to another episode, season one, episode two. Boop, boop. Yes, we hear people. So we are the Exanials Podcast. Exanials Podcast. And I'm Jay. And I'm Tendai. Welcome back. I hope it is a welcome back. And if it's not a welcome back, welcome for the very first time. Please stay. You will be entertained. Well, yeah, you will be entertained. Mm-hmm. You think we'll be entertained? <laughs> Definitely entertained. <laughs> All right. You'll laugh, etc. Hopefully, hopefully. So, um, this episode, we're going to be talking about education and all its different facets. We're going to hit on the fact that it's November. What does that mean to us? Yeah, it means the clock's going back. The clock's going back. It and means depression time because... We like the sunlight, people. I know. We melanated and we like the sunlight. So, for me, it's hibernation season. So, um, if you're not my people's people's people's, you may not see me, see me, see me, because I don't really come out. Yeah, trust <laughs> me, when you, once you go home, that's it, mate. Like, yep. we're not coming back out. What we do have now is a lot of leisure wear. So, I think I'm going to be getting into that. Yeah, I find, like, sportswear is becoming, like, a big thing. Yeah, so you got your onesies, so, your little vest and your shorts. Yeah. Leggings with the matching T-shirt. I think the um, loungewear is a thing now. But I think as culturally, we always had house clothes. What is that's a, true? It's a thing yeah, now. it is a it is a thing actually. I I think people are another thing to 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 mention is that people are becoming more confident in things like tights because I remember back in the day. You're talking really, to me really about tights, Tinder. You're talking to me about tights. Yeah. Well, we know you love <laughs> tights, but I think. I guess bigger women had the the whole notion of you know you need to cover I guess maybe that comes from my conservative background if you if you like but like bigger women need to cover up you cover up your bum because you're not supposed to expose it so like women would wear like longer t-shirts or maybe that's a a vintage thing I don't know when you say tights do you mean leggings or tights because ah, you states. know, you know yes. what? That's, like, a, I'm good, looking at you that's like, a good you, point. That's a good point. Tights to me is where it's the light yeah. wear, you get your den, you get your 50 denier, yes. your 40 denier. My yeah. mama was like, when it gets to summer, you go down to the five and you go down to the oh, two, the right. really thin ones. You see, the, I yeah. said, I said tights because that's what we say. Yeah, so that's what I was checking. In the Caribbean, so, yeah. instance, so tights for us is leggings. leggings. Yeah. And then tights over hair would be... What you wear to work. What you wear to work, which, yeah, your black tights and stuff. Um, Do do you have brown tights? You know, like so-called nude, and don't get me talking about the colour nude. It's a whole new thing now. There's nude for us. There's quite a few businesses. I will get some um, notes for that in the um, captions, but there are some notes. There's Nude UK or Nude. There's definitely a company called Nude, and they um, do black girls nude so it's yeah. our shade and you can pick they've got oh, um, mocha they've got chocolate they've got caramel all these different and they do underwear as well so you can wear if you want to wear like something sheer and you want to give the illusion that you know you're being a bit you know fraternising or a bit <laughs> sexy you can Ooh. wear something that looks a bit nude okay. yeah I've been meaning to get some but it's, it's hard to stock you they know where I found getting stuck you in. know where a friend of, my, of mine and I found tights um, well yeah tights. tights Um, brown tights yeah Primani, babe. Hey, <laughs> not that I'm promoting, but no, um, it's not. No, you, I, you can sponsor us though if you feel like that. You can sponsor us. We actually found um, they have what is it, bronze and like a coffee or mocha color. Yeah. Um, and I was quite surprised actually. So yeah, guys, if you look. Well, for this is gone are the versions. days where they can kind of avoid us. 
we are no we, you, you can't yeah. our pound and our dollar matters. matters you can't you have to you have to cater for us you can't ignore us now no mm. more. and i find that's also evident in shops like boots and super drug because you know in the past they didn't really sell black hair products yep. and that always get, used you to you can get your cantu you me. can get your shea butter yeah and sometimes i prefer to buy it from there than the asian man you know yeah. because you get your points you know it's all about the points <laughs> it's all about the for me nowadays i'm not doing any kind of retail has to benefit me and i know there's some companies coming out now where i know a lot of the online shoppers that don't oh if you buy from us and you go via a particular website you can get points mm. and things like that so i I'm not like I don't have shares in Boots people, but I get my points. And when it comes okay. to birthdays or need little toiletries and whatever, it comes quite in handy. Definitely. I need to get on that because what I tend to do is I'll get the card and then I forget it, like I don't have no. it in my wallet or whatever. And then I'm always like, oh, they're always like, do you have a card, a points card? I'm like, yeah, but it's at home. Then they give you the receipt or whatever, and then I just never f- no. But I would definitely say on. I would definitely say for them products. If you're going to buy them anyway and they're stocked in a place that can benefit you and you can seek some kind of reward from it, it's better to buy that. At least you're getting some... It's, I think it's four pounds... Four, no, sorry. Scratch that. Four points per pound. So it does work okay. out. Yeah, The Boots okay. is one of the better ones. Definitely one of the better ones. But that's where it comes down to your education. Yeah. So do you know about these things? Ooh, Are nice segue, sh- girl. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> so that's where it comes to um, just knowing what's out there. So with regards to education... I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Right, so... I'm here for it. As we know... Well, I don't know how it is across the world, because I've only ever lived here, but we normally have nursery school, and sometimes that can be a private nursery. Then you have nursery... No, sorry, scratch that. You can have nursery <laughs> that you pay for. <laughs> can have nursery that you paid for, and some some mothers send their children as, lo- as young as six months, or even six yeah, weeks. Yeah, that is quite early. Don't know about that personally, but no shade. Then you've got nursery school that you can go to from three to five. Then you've got... Um, primary, mm-hmm. no infants primary, infants primary, secondary, yeah. and then beyond. So I want to ask you, where did you go to? Did you go to a private nursery? Do you remember that young? I don't remember. I don't think it was private. No, like I don't know for sure. Three, for sure, before three years old. Oh gosh, I don't know. I'd have to ask my parents. Okay, well, we'll get I back don't to think them. I went to. Oh, you know what? Oh, I actually, remember I had a sitter. So, my mum used to drop me off. This is in England, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, she'd drop me off to a lady called Sue. Hey, Sue. <laughs> I think it's Sue. Was it? Ch- like yeah. a childminder. Kind of. Yeah. And that's where I would be. Okay. And that's where I went, uh, I think, before I went to nursery. Do you remember I have very it? vague memories. What I do remember is that uh, I didn't like it there. I remember um, she had, like... She had, what do they call those things to protect children from going up the steps? The stair gate. Yeah, she had one of those. And I used to find it annoying because when I wanted to go to the toilet... I would have to ask her to open it. When you know what I'm And doing. then, exactly. So and that Tinder's used to, got this, like, why you got me asking you? That used to annoy me. I remember distinctly that used to annoy okay. me. Okay. And then I remember some of the kids playing cowboys and Indians. And I am and I just wasn't into it. And I was thinking... What is this? What, what is this? Like, I don't <laughs> want to do this. And I, I, I don't even know why I remember that. It's really strange how <laughs> much you actually memory? recollect. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, Did you? I don't remember going to any kind of nursery where before three. I only remember my nursery school. Okay. Yeah, my nursery school. So that was Breeley Street. 
that's in Newtown. It's still standing now. And I remember, um, <laughs> I remember the best thing for me was the end of your trip. Okay. So Where my, did you guys go? We to went there? to okay. Yeah. So I said I remember. Do I? I think we went to <laughs> Real, which was like a seaside trip. Sorry, okay. guys. I have to let everybody know that we're in the studio and we're hearing some hardcore back bush dance music way back in jamaica darts <laughs> <laughs> all boop 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 so we're trying to just keep still <laughs> and focus on what we're doing but if in the background you can hear a little caper turn a little beanie man a little bounty killer um it's not Don't us hate. it's some background <laughs> music but yeah we just wanted i just wanted to let you know that's all i i digress yeah i remember going to um real and it was exciting for me because my mum came on the school trip and I remember she bought me Aww. this giant, I don't even think I could hold it good, a giant bucket and spade. Like the spade was like almost as tall as me and it was Aww. red and I remember keeping it for years. I even, I don't remember what Do happened you still to have it. Jay? I don't think I still have it because <laughs> I think my mum doesn't really like clutter. So I think at some point she must have um, got rid of it. But um, yeah. I just remember going with my mum, sitting with my mum on the couch and my mum was quite traditional. Like she cooked, we don't, I've never really ate chicken. So don't hate me if you don't hear me say fried chicken because we didn't have that on the couch trip. But we did have, the bun and the cheese, um, the fried fish, the sandwiches, the hard old bread. And mm-hmm. I just remember having a fantastic time. And I don't think it was, I think it was just special because my mum was there and we went on that trip. Aww. And at that time, it wasn't, um, my brother hadn't started there yet. So it was okay. just literally me and my mum and the other, la- some of the other parents came, but I just felt special because my mum was able to come. Oh, it's so nice when you nice have nice those memory. kind of, yeah, yeah nice warm memories of your mum as well that's what makes mm. did makes you have a nursery well. school after uh yeah so uh, as i may have mentioned before i've i grew up in different places so i spent a little time in birmingham as a child as a little one and then um we moved on to zambia well i was actually born in zambia it's a long story but pretty much i i we've got time <laughs> <laughs> i was born in zambia but I and so obviously I lived there for a little while and I lived here for a little while and then we moved to Zimbabwe, Botswana and then finally St. Vincent. Girl, you've been around I've in been a good around. way. I've been traveling, girl. That's good. Um, so in Zambia, I went to a nursery or preschool called Jack and Jill. Went up Jack the and, hill. Jack and Jill <laughs> went up the hill. I don't really have any uh, memories of that, to be honest. I, I think I had an imaginary friend. It's a bit a bit oh, sad, okay. isn't it? <laughs> a bit pathetic. But yeah. No, there has to have been a reason why. I don't know. That. I have no idea. But that, that's one of the main memories that I have at okay. the time. That's that I had deep. this um, imaginary friend and I went to Jack and Jill. Yeah, but yeah. And then I did go to nursery over here for a little while okay. too. So again, very vague memories of that. Um, I remember teddy bear picnic, so that teddy was that was lit. Okay, so Breeders Street has been doing teddy bear picnics, and I don't remember going personally, but I sent my daughter to the same nursery school. I went okay. there, my brother went there, quite a few people from my neighbourhood went there, and my daughter had the teddy bears picnic. And I'm not gonna lie, guys, if you know me, my daughter was just slaying that day. She had the matching rain hat to go with the matching rain mat to go with the matching <laughs> <laughs> well intended and I was like okay you she was dressed cute. down she was dressed okay but guys I forgot the um, teddy bear <laughs> 
for the teddy bear's picnic. I was at the <laughs> teddy bear. So at this point, um, okay, if I used to work for you, don't come for me. So I had to make some kind of excuse. Well, at the time, I didn't really care. The most important thing mm. was that my daughter had this teddy bear to go on this picnic. She'd cry, she'd cry, she'd cry, she'd cry. Mom, how's the teddy bear? So she had this favorite teddy bear. I went all the. I think it, no, it wasn't even teddy bear. She had a tigger. She had a little um, yeah. soft toy. T- so I went all the way home to get it. It wasn't far, but I just remember how distraught she was that she didn't mm. have this teddy bear for this teddy bear's mm. picnic. But in oh, the end, it was good. And I think that um, some of them little traditions are nice. I have to ask her if she actually remembers that, but you remember it. Yeah, so, just vaguely. Mm-hmm. Again, just remember, you know, um, going going on this teddy bear picnic, having my, my, my teddy bear. But... um. Uh, the question I was gonna ask you was if do you think you were one of those kids that had everything like you dress well you know the the kids that go to school and they they're always their outfits always looking Just, fresh they've got all of the like latest, latest toys stuff. video games um, and stuff like that were you one of those no or? I wasn't one of those um yeah I think I just remember my mum always working hard to give us the necessities not so much of what the excess Mm. but I do remember what we did have was quality we didn't have a lot but we had Mm. quality and I was always clean I was always tidy um, and presentable I wouldn't feel like my mum used to dress me nice but I wouldn't say I was one of those girls with like you know the pretty pretty dresses Mm -hmm. and you know extra things I didn't have extra things I probably had my little backpack my little shirt and my mum used to dress me in a lot of dungarees and things like that so I just looked like a little girl my Mm. mum was just even now, when I came along and had my daughter, my mum used to be like, you know, just make sure that, you know, you dress her like a little girl and you just, she's clean and she's tidy. It's not so much about the excess. Mm. And I find that, um, and parents out there will know this. When you buy your child, child all those things, it's nice at the time, but please believe, it don't last that long. It does They grow no. really quickly. Mm. And that's where I got educated. Like, I used to buy my daughter sometimes silly things that my mum disagreed. So I'd buy her, like, say, like, D&G trainers. Why? Mm. Why am I spending that for this little child that can just exactly, about walk? And exactly. then, you know, six months later, it don't fit her, and you have to go buy her next one. So well, it's not really sensible, but, you you know, at the time when you're young and you want your child to look trendy, you think that you need all this stuff, but as you grow and you learn, it's about quality, not quantity, and what's in their head. You want your child yeah, to that's be sensible. A, but then I, I suppose from a child's perspective, you're not looking at that. You... No, you, I've got, you want to fit in. I've that yeah, now. you you kind of want to fit in with everybody else. I mean, I guess I agree. I I was kind of the same as well. Like, mm. we we had everything we needed, but I wouldn't say that I had like the latest trainers mm. or whatever it is that was on trend at the time. And I remember thinking, you know, this is in primary school. Um, later on in primary school, when you you start you start to become a little a bit, bit more aware. M- more aware of what you're wearing in comparison to your mm. your 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 pairs, and at the time. Um, girls used to wear like lots of what you call bubbles in their hair oh, yeah. and you know that the pretty, the clips at the, the end clip. yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything and it used to look so pretty and I used to be like well I want that but well I never I had the hair the for bear. all that guys <laughs> I had short hair from school and I was one of the little girls that be oh pick your head pick your head pick your head so I grew up with a lot of that mm. at um primary school as well and I just think to myself when you think back now it's just how my natural hair was how was I supposed to look exactly do you get what I mean it used to hurt at the time but after a while I just thought people used to say it to me I used to be like where's the rest of it is that all you got like mm. come on do you yeah. get what I mean yeah, and I think just... as um as you get older one 
you know black woman to another even though we're young that tearing down starts quite starts quite young like it competes does. and how you dress and how you look and yeah. how your hair is and as you get older you realize there's actually more to life mm-hmm. yeah and when we're spending all this money making let's face it other people rich because of the way we want to look we may want to reevaluate that and mm-hmm. especially with our children as well like what do we want their values to be and exactly. that's where again comes back down to education and i guess just growth really mm-hmm. definitely with that but yeah um no i didn't I have i didn't have everything one of the things that i remember <laughs> is um i had a black barbie doll and that was like a big thing. It this was, was definitely by that back time. Then. This was when this is when we were in Zimbabwe. I was in primary school then. Mm-hmm. And for my birthday, I think it was my sixth or seventh birthday, I got a black Barbie doll. Her name was Dee Dee. Whoa! And I I adored this doll. Like I was so into Barbie dolls, and I was like the coolest kid ever with my little black Barbie doll. And I used to wanted to want to bring it into school, and my mom used to say, "No, don't bring it to school." So can I ask a question? So and Zimbabwe, Africa. Zimbabwe, so do you Africa, think that yes. you got that in Africa Zimbabwe. because that's where you were? Because the black dolls over here are still hard to get. You can get really? them. Yeah, they're still quite hard to get. You have to go out of your way. I don't know how difficult it was. I think it would have been quite a uh, expensive to get oh, okay. that at that time that we're talking now 80s in Zimbabwe Um, but I guess it it would have been accessible if you're in that Zimbabwe that they bought it I think either Zimbabwe or Botswana they actually bought Bought it but I remember having it with me in Zimbabwe and um, yeah it's I, I I think black girls should have black dolls. They should have we all have different types of dolls. Yeah, it's, of it's really important. We should have representation of ourselves because yeah. um, I know <clears throat> some of my little cousins have got that did go through that complex of oh you know I want to look like this and I don't think I'm pretty and da 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 da. When if we're gonna continue to buy our daughters you know, these little Barbies that are shaped a certain way and have certain hair and that's not how we look. Mm. Do you see where I'm coming mm. from? It's not how we look at all. So to be fair, there are... Projecting something onto them that's yeah. not... Like, unless and you're going to go for all this surgery, that seems to be the, the trend nowadays. And I'm not throwing any shade at anyone. I'm just stating facts. It is a trend. You know, people are having the um, BBL, is it called? Small, small waist, oh. big, big Oh, yes, and, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. The, as you the can clearly see, I don't know what I'm talking about to a full extent. I don't know, I don't know what the technicalities <laughs> are, but I know that that's a big thing with all cultures of girls as well. Mm-hmm. With all cultures of girls, but it's interesting the body shape they're trying to get to, though. Exactly, that's very interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. I mean, but, to be fair, now I think there are a lot more um, different examples of dolls at the yeah, moment. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. that's good, but it's still there. The whole yeah, the the European image or. The, the slimmer image of what a woman should look yeah. like, the hair and everything like but that is still very much a, a major yeah, thing that's projected onto yeah. to black girls. And I've heard little black girls saying that now, like uh, my hairdresser's daughter, she's, she just said she wanted to be white or she wanted to have long hair or something like that. And you just think, in this age, in 2019, little black girls are still saying that. Yeah, but is it a conversation? Did you feel that, that way when had? you were younger? I never That's... wanted to be white. Never wanted to be white. I went to Saturday school, and my parents were very Afrocentric. Very, na- we were brought up to be natural and you know have no fear of people and to love our culture and to love. That's who amazing. We are. So for me, a lot of people didn't. I didn't that. want to be white. In fact, I'm quite pro-black. 
this is where the thing goes wrong though this is where i feel like it's going wrong sometimes in society because i'm not trying to say oh black people are supreme or white people are supreme we're all people we're all mm-hmm. a human race mm-hmm. but what i don't like is that it's always a white white is right and like dark is wrong yeah type like of thing. White, white is the white, default what did they say white is right and black is whack <laughs> that's what i've heard Jeez. yeah this is this is the type of things that you get sometimes so i think that it's very important and i wouldn't just say for little girls because you're getting a lot of um young black men with um low kind of sense yes, of self I, as well. I agree as well i agree you know like lack of love for each other and it is when it comes down on a deeper level if you were going back to the kind of educational theme it's a level of self-hate isn't it mm-hmm. you cannot say you could if you can if you want to look in the mirror and say i don't like the way that i look and if it's not i'm not talking about weight i'm not talking yeah. about your hair i'm talking about your physical face your features if yeah. you don't like your features then maybe you need to look in that mirror a bit longer and you need to speak to the people around you and see what you can do mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of reinforce that yeah. especially for the children i think as um I went for a little phase where my daughter wasn't happy with the complexion of herself, and like she's she's happy now. But I did have to kind of monitor it, it and, it's like, hard just, work. Yeah, and just kind of reinforce, yeah. just check her, you know, make sure that she's all right with the way that she is in terms of, and not even the world view of her, but her view of her and how she feels about that. Mm. I think um, it's a phase that a lot of young people go through whether mm. girls or boys I went through it at one point not that I wanted to be white mm-hmm. but I wanted to I saw that having the long hair was something that was put on a pedestal, pedestal. and that's something that I, I wanted for myself so yeah. I was like oh I wish I had long hair it didn't last very long yeah. but it was there regardless or some version of it so not necessarily wanting to have the long blonde hair mm-hmm. but then have wanting to have looser or straighter hair or something like that and then looking at mm-hmm. people who had looser curls or kind mm-hmm. of a different textured hair and then putting that beautiful. as an ideal and then look you know people still have the concept of what good hair mm-hmm. is yeah, please. And and you know it's yeah. Hair's just so, hair. Y'all hair know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> here we go again talking about hair. How did we get hair? Like seriously. Okay. Right. Hair. So you see what I did there. Hair. Yeah. Hair. All right. So, um, in terms of education, so primary school, for me, primary school, um, I learned a lot. I did learn, but it was a struggle for me. I had troubles. I'm dyslexic, so yeah, I'm telling the world now. I'm dyslexic, and it's not something that I've made up. Or it's because you know I'm from Caribbean descent, so you know we say whole instead of old. No, it's not that. It's that I actually. <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> no, but that you know when you hear like Jamaican people say it, speak, and it's like they miss up letters and things okay. like that. But some people. Every are, culture, every society has their, has, has their, their thing that they, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, but I think sometimes people put that and think oh just because you're black it doesn't mean dyslexic dyslexic don't have no color people it's a um, state of mind and it's the way you think and it means that you think slightly differently or see words and letters differently Different, from other yeah. people so i at junior school my mum noticed that there was something um considerably wrong with the way i was reading and writing and even some sometimes my coordination and things that i would do going to school and saying no oh, something's not quite right as an 80s baby it was just like no she's fine what I used to do is just remember. Yeah. Mm. So I'd read something at home with my mum and she used to really make me read it and I hated it, but God bless my mum because now I can read and write properly. So they used to ask me to read the book at school with the teacher and you know sometimes you have the end person that comes in to read with you or the class TA or stuff like that. So I used to remember it. Mm. So then they'd give me another book and they never used to make me read that book there. I'd always take it home, bring it back. So I just used to learn what it said and just recall it. My memory was very, very good. 
but then the writing my handwriting wasn't good and there was just lots of little things happening so i used to have to spend most evenings after school at primary school this is more kind of primary school timing but more at home and i six o'clock every day around the table reading and writing with your mom yeah i used to cry that just reinforces how important parenting is when it comes to uh learning yeah. in school education it's not just about the school it's definitely it not school. just about the school and most students who do well not all because some are self-motivated and they all they're they're extremely intelligent and they're able to do it on mm-hmm. their own but for the most part it's the students that have and i can say this as a teacher and mm-hmm. somebody who's actually gone to school and had that support at home it's the parents who sit down with their children and reinforce certain things and know their children's learning know yeah. their children's ability mm-hmm. those are the children that tend to do really well so parents just a little Get encouragement um, from a teacher's perspective, and make sure and that you are on it, even yeah, if it's just sitting with the child. And, and I found it things. so hard, and I could see that my mom gave me a lot of tough love because I remember just saying, "You know, stop the crying. It let's ha- do it. Has, let's do and it." It had and to be that I, way. It was so difficult. It was. So, I'm not even exaggerating. I found it so so hard to, and then it. I could read, and I got more confident. And then, but in sec in primary school, um, I had a year in year five. The teacher says to me that I wasn't going to move on to the year six teacher. I stayed with her, but the new year six came along. So I felt like in my head I was staying back a year. I still left school at the same time. Yeah, I felt like I was being held back a year. So that affected me. But as a as a teacher now. I think that she must have had a conversation and said that because she'd kind of she worked quite well with me and maybe she went to whoever you go to when it comes to changing the school year round and you know September yeah. and all that and said oh let me keep Jay because you know she works well with me and I'm not you know that she may have de- developed strategies to work mm. with me but at the time I just felt bummy like why am I staying here mm. and all my friends are moving on to another teacher mm. and I was some kids actually teased me about it when I recollect yeah. now but then I feel like well the other year five children that came up so we all all in year six now were nice to me but i had to hold it was a whole new dynamic new kids new boys new people calling me picky yeah. head oh, gosh. <laughs> so um the whole idea thing. of repeating um repeating a year is i don't think it's something that's really done here to be honest when i think about hair versus st vincent so back home if you if you don't do well in a particular year, mm-hmm. or you, you fail your exams, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you don't pass to go up to the next um, next level, so you pretty much end up repeating it. Um, that has it? Uh, it has its advantages in the sense that if you missed out, like if there were gaps in your learning, you have a, you then have a chance to to go over that. But it is damaging to the child's. Um, confidence I felt it and was things damaging. like that. I felt it was damaging to my confidence. However, I think obviously in hindsight, I can see I knew what she, I understood what she, why she did it. But I think that I don't know. I think I'm double-minded on it because of these reasons. For example, we're having um, children nowadays leaving school, and you're hearing it all over. The education system's failing. People are homeschooling. Their children are leaving school, not with the basics, so they're yes. not getting a decent grade in English, maths. We'll leave science for a minute because I have my reservations about science, but we'll get to that. And then they're going back to college, not back. They're moving forward to college to then take like a level three in To do the same thing. So they are. It's not even the same. It's a lower one. Mm. They're not doing a GCSE. They're doing. Some children have to go back and do numeracy or literacy. Why don't we do numeracy or literacy at school? In school. Yeah. Why are you taking me to take a whole GCSE? Yeah. And remember, 
obviously as teacher we understand that there's set there's a lot of targets setting mm. and a lot of numbers and statistics and all of this and that yeah. but if that child cannot cope with doing English and maths GCSE why they're doing English maths science technology cooking business studies yeah. language and they can't and they, they can't, can't read and write do the properly. basic reading and writing yeah. I will stand here now stand I'm sitting down actually I will sit here and say reading and writing is the basics of every type of education if you can teach your child as parents or cousins or whoever you've got around you if you read with that child if you teach them to read and write they can access any learning there's no Absolutely. point doing all these other fancy things Unless you've got overlearning difficulties, which are preventing you from reading and writing totally, I'm not. Obviously, we know there's a lot of different range of disabilities and abilities in children and people in general. But that's the basics. I'm very mm. com- complex as to why we're doing all these other things, and some of we're our children can't read and write. And I'm, I'm an example of that. If my mum never took up the reins and you said, "I'm going to make sure," I would have fallen for the system. Yeah. And that happens to so many people. So I guess there is merit in the the notion of retaking a year. If but you I can't, think if we you're need not to. Able to do it, I think schools, education system, we need to look into how we go about doing that. So not necessarily repeating a year Mm -hmm. per se, because if you're going to repeat and do the exact same thing you did, it's not necessarily going to work, but it needs to be be bespoke to that particular child's needs. I love the way you yeah, say that. Yeah, I like that word. Spelled. It's one of my... Oh, do I? Yeah, it's one yes, of my words, words now. Yes, you do Yes, you do. So, okay, interesting primary school. I think to school. repeat, I think it should be done if, if necessary, but I agree with you. It needs to be bespoke and not just the same as you did before. It can't you need be. To it's, 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 it's but that's damaging. what some people are doing. They're just going and, and taking that's, the same That's what happens back, back home as well. They do exactly the some. same course. You do the... Yeah, so you do. You just repeat oh, the year. Maybe okay. you might... If you're in an older year, so if you're in Form 4... Yeah. What's Form 4 again? Form sorry? 4 is Year 10. Year 10. So if you repeat Year 10, then you may think about your options oh okay and, or you know on. pick another um gcse or we call oh, it okay. cxc csec okay. um and then and move on from that point but yeah i guess pros and cons do you think that people are falling through the net what can we say for that because i know that off mic before we we're talking about the value of education and if people if people as adults as children whatever stage you are in your um educational journey let's call it yeah how are you val how are people valuing it are people valuing it enough to be like okay you've wasted a whole year oh no no let me let me be worse let me throw some shade on it five years at secondary school you've wasted you come out with twos and threes Two which the people that are old school twos and threes are like f's and e's they're f's not and e's, they're yeah. not really seen as a pass you got graded so mm. it wasn't a you so a little two thumbs up. Mm. Well, half a thumb, really. No. Is that shade? Is that my being shady? <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm saying, saying that you are being shady. I'm being a little bit shady, but okay, you've wasted... If you think about it like this, you're at school for five years in England. If you come out with nothing, how do, how have you valued your education mm. on a real level? I think um, it depends on your circumstance and it depends... You might hate me for saying this. It depends on the school that you go to and the quality no, of you. education that you received. Um, I feel like if you you had that the quality education and you had the support at home, you gotta have the foundation. You as don't well. have a, really an, an excuse. excuse yeah. Um, but we know that there are some schools. Let's be honest. There are some schools that are failing mm-hmm. um, our kids, and if you happen to be caught up in that, in addition to not having the support mm-hmm. at home or having that kind of network or background to to boost you, mm-hmm. um, then unfortunately that's something that happens well, to a out. number of kids they do fall through the net 
But I would. Oh no, God! Because <laughs> I, <got a laughs> I was gonna to go into it. All right. Um, I would say, in comparison to students back home, I feel because in St. Vincent a lot you you have to pay for your education pretty much you, in the sense that okay you don't pay to go to school unless it's private but you have to pay for your books your exercise books your stationery your uh your subjects so that when you go to write in form 5 otherwise known as year 11 you have to write you have to um pay for the subjects that you write so if I want to do nine GCSEs, if you want to do pay. nine GCSEs, oh, your parents so your have to go. Tell me. Okay. Yeah, unless you have a scholarship, scholarship will pay for okay. you. Um, so the school will sign you up, and then you pay the school, and the schools, you know, enter you for the yeah. Okay, that's cool. how it works. Because um, I know over here, if you some schools, then if, if you want to do an this. extra one, no, some schools, you know, like some schools will say um, to retake it, they will make you pay. Okay. Like if you took yeah. that exam in what would you call four form? Yes. And then you want to say like the retaking thing. Sometimes okay. like for um one of the subjects I teach, um the exams are modular. Okay. So one of the modules, we have there's four modules, there's one exam. If you fail the exam, so you can take it in January, you can take it again in the summertime. Okay. But some schools will say actually you've had you take it again, you gotta pay, to pay for it. Like a bit like uni where you have to wait if you retake a, a uni yeah, of a course, module, you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to pay okay. for it. So I, I don't know, I think here I, I've got a big thing about wasting time, as I was saying before. So in mm. my head, I clapped on in about year eight, quite young. I can't come out of school with nothing because I will have wasted my time. And mm-hmm. what else did I have to do? Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a different circumstance. Now, I know that you've got, you know, broken homes, domestic violence, yes. abuse. I know there's a lot going on. I'm not saying it, this fits for everybody. But if you've got a reasonable home with you know a caring loving parent that's trying their best to support you and you've got the resources that you need and i think nowadays most, most of these children do. have got the world in their pocket via their they phones don't. they can bbc bite size they can go onto the ocr aql edxl website there's they so can much download, at their they can watch youtubes they can listen to podcasts hello we're a podcast they can listen to podcasts <laughs> with regards to the different subjects that they want to be interested in I can't see the excuse as to why you can come out of school after five, five. I'm doing five with my fingers, guys. <laughs> five <laughs> after, whole after years. After five whole years with your whole self. At 16 with your whole self. I don't, yeah. I can't comprehend it. Yeah. I uh, cannot I comprehend it. So I feel like if some of these people had to pay, maybe they wouldn't be, you know, floating through school. Absolutely. Sorry, so, guys, that's really passionate <laughs> to me. I just had to get that out of my So moving on to secondary school days because that's what we're talking about what's your fondest memory oh fondest memory at secondary school well i like computers i used to like going to the computer room at break and lunch time but i think i was there because i was somewhat bullied but we'll go into that a little bit um and mm. what else did i like i liked science Okay. I really like science. My mum actually wanted. I was very good at science. My mum said I should have been a doctor. I should have maybe listened. I don't know, but yeah. It's not too late, girl. Um, well, it's not. You can always read. The, this is my second career, so I might get. I may get a third. I may get a third. Um, yeah, I liked um, English literature. I really loved English literature. Yes. As yeah, much as I'm dyslexic. Um, we did. Oh, I think we did Amaya Angelo. I know what the cage, I know where the cage bird sings. We did the traditional Romeo and Juliet and the Macbeth. We did, we did a lot of poetry. I can't remember the poems, but I do remember doing quite a bit. Did we do a Benjamin Jefferson? Yeah, 
I can't remember. Maybe I'm just okay. wishing that we did. I don't know if we did. I don't ever. I don't know. No, Let's I don't know. I don't know if that's another. <laughs> <laughs> you face me. I don't know if it was part of the course or we had um, a sister sister. So I don't know. She just put that in there because Maybe. she wanted us to just do it. Maybe. But yeah, my English teacher, my English teacher was very passionate about a subject. I liked history. I liked science. And this is going to sound really bad, but I'm just going to say it as it is. I liked this. Uh, when I'm thinking back now, I liked the subjects of the people that seemed passionate about the job. And the people that seem passionate about their that job... That is the fact. ...kind of looked is... like me. Yeah, some why is other, that? That doesn't sound... Some that of the other doesn't come as a surprise to just me. Just seemed to just be there. And I was... I, was, I wasn't the best. I, w- I wanted to learn, and but I was quick. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm bored now. Hello. And then there was one teacher, I think, that she wanted to kill me. Sometimes she used to try to ignore me. So I'd be like this, miss, 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 oh miss, my gosh. miss. I hate when students do that. <laughs> like, I've had a few students do that and I'm just like, Sorry guys. I'll just ignore you. Like You no, can carry I, on. I couldn't be ignored. I'd be like this, miss, leading oh over her, miss. And then one time she got really annoyed with me and I was like, your job is to teach me. You get paid to teach me, so you need to teach me. I was so feisty. <laughs> <laughs> you was, mm. If a child said that to me now, you, the look, the way that I would have that child, oh, please. Oh my god, I can't imagine saying that to a teacher. No, but I, just, I mean, I, mean, I, I was feisty. But I used to finish all the work, and I just used to feel like, what? Not that is, I shouldn't have been behaving like that. So, Mrs. Law, if you're out there, I'm sorry. Oh, I think boy. she used to go in the back and take pills. We used to stress oh, her Oh my out. gosh. Y'all need you know, to pay for that, you penance. <laughs> you know the back room, did, you know, the, the, I don't know if you guys remember, the science department always had like a prep room with all the chemicals. They always had a prep room, and, yeah. yeah. Stuff like you, that. Yeah. And you know, people tried to the set labs. the place on fire with the bunts and burners and people tried to smoke the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the paper towels rolled them yes. up. Why, 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 what is wrong with children? Why are you smoking paper towels to burn out your lungs? But this is the foolishness that used to go on. I didn't do it, mummy. <laughs> yeah just for the record <laughs> yeah um interesting i my secondary school days i went to an all-girls school oh i don't know um, if i did that oh no girls high school and um i I'm, wait, wait I'm what so, was your uniform okay um still the same uniform today it's a long skirt long pleated skirt oh, I like blue pleat. i like a pleat white blue. skirt that's nice yeah blue and white. Uh, navy blue yeah white shirt and the shirt i kind of i like this the shirt because it, it it's it goes outside if that makes sense over the top of it goes sh- over oh, okay. the skirt um so you don't tuck it in oh yeah I'll, I'll show you a picture at some point and um and a tie a, a normal like tie normal or tie? like a okay because i know yeah. some of them private schools in the states and the caribbean they have like the, kind of almost quite like pant- the thick like a cross. tie the cravat yeah like a more oh like no cravat. not that not okay. that um just like a regular tie okay but obviously it's the caribbean so you don't need a blazer or anything okay. although some schools have blazers That's just maybe extra. one or two they're just trying to be english they're just trying to keep the, tradition, keep the tradition keep the tradition of formality that's me but um yeah, we didn't have a blazer. So, yeah, that was a uniform. And we used to, um, I think over the years, the, the trend changes. So, like, in our time, how was it? It used to be, like, your shirt, you, you wanted to have, like, a baggy shirt. Okay. That was a, that was a trend look. at the okay. time. That was a look in the 90s. So you had like a nice baggy shirt, long skirt. That was the look. I guess now it's kind of more tailored. tailored. So the girls tend to get smaller shirts yeah. that are more kind of fitted. It's still over the skirt yeah. and like a um 
a skirt that reaches just over the you knees. You see how us girls stay? We will still find a way to, to make look the at trendy. Turn up. Of course. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The, the uniform could be the oldest, ugliest thing ever. Like, we well, turn we're it gonna up. What are we going to do? We're going to do this. <laughs> uh, my yeah. uniform. Finish what you're saying because my uniform was something else. Oh my gosh. So, and then sometimes we used to roll up the skirt. So, in form five, year 11, Not we had girl. the tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't roll up mine. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> we had the tradition of just after you leave school or just was it just before your exams because we used to go home to study on you used to go on study, oh, study leave, leave yeah. so on that week just before you leave school the tradition was to dress up kind of as you did as a um as a year seven student so you know you'd come to school with your bubbles your bubbles oh, and well. your head your hair in two or and then you'd roll up your skirt. Yeah. That was the, the um tradition. Obviously you get in trouble when the, the head <laughs> headmistress comes and she sees you, she she would um, you send down. you up to the you to get sent to the landing if you weren't. The landing was like the the space, the area outside of her office. Oh dear. So go to the landing. When you hear those words, you know. I never got sent to the landing. Oh, of no, course she didn't. Girl. Of course she didn't. <laughs> so my uniform, our uniform was black and white. And I pushed those boundaries, girl. So I had black and white. Okay, so, so describe a black it. skirt. Yeah, black skirt. Pleated or what? There wasn't strict like that. So I liked pleats. So I used to wear black culottes. I used to wear black yeah. culottes. Or at one point I wore a pinafore because I was just flat like that. And the teachers never said anything. It was black and white. What could they say? <laughs> so like black and white, anything as long you as know, you adhere to the you colours. You couldn't wear. I. That was just me. I just used to just be extra. So and then I had. Maybe that's why people didn't like me. Maybe that's why I got bullied. <laughs> you don't sound like you got style. bullied. To be fair, you no, sound like you could have been the one. No, one in year seven. Um. I don't know. People just decided to set on me. I don't know. Like, there's a particular um female, and I don't really talk to her to this day. No, seriously, like. Pre-proper it could horrible. be it could be as you were saying that you you came from a, a supportive background you came from mm-hmm. um you had everything that you needed so maybe people saw that and thought that they could just... but anyway yeah oh, so hater. i used to wear clots my mom used to buy me these clots i love the clots pleated clots um obviously the white shirts i used to wear um i don't know what you would call it for um for your tradition okay so like a v-neck jumper but no sleeves like preppy yes I know what you're talking about yeah it's like a vest isn't it yeah so for me I would call it a tank top but I know you call it a tank top I wish we got to wear stuff because we would look on TV yeah and like in the states or even in England and look at that and think yeah I like that so that was as long as that looks smart but then in the summer I used to wear oh a God. short sleeve <laughs> a, you used to a wear shirt, short sleeve a sh- no, shirt not sh- no, no sleeves no sleeves you could just see my shoulders no sleeve shirt and then my tie and then my clots and then I used to love I'm still into my tights and my socks now so I used to wear tall diamond socks short diamond socks pop socks up to my by the way guys she actually has on diamond socks <laughs> right now as we speak. You ain't That's never cool like. though. Yeah, so I used to do all that stuff. So because I, I had... like that look. Like I remember seeing that on TV that and me. stuff like that. It. And especially in the nineties. Yeah. Like that was the look. Yeah. So like we couldn't we couldn't do that. But obviously yeah, but if we had the, the leeway to oh, oh, hell the tights yeah, band. So in <laughs> in um the shot, I think the guy's still there now. All of those of you that remember that are from Birmingham, they had the rag market and the tights, man. So you used okay. to get the black tights and you used to have the Malcolm X on, 
the red, gold, and green Africa, the Jamaica ah, flag. Okay. I don't think they had a Jamaica flag, but they definitely had the print of Africa. Did they, they still used have, have them the today? Print I signs. I reckon I could. I would want some. You probably would, but they were very cool. They were very cool. So I used to buy all the different tights, all the different socks, and wear them. To one day, that says you can only wear, you can't wear tights to school anymore. And everyone was like, "You see, Jay, it's because of you." <laughs> because I used to do a paper round. I, I did. I, um, I used to give some to my mum and that, and like get learned to, you know, like take you keep you wear a little bit at home but the most the most of the money was mine i used to spend all my pocket money all my paper money if it wasn't i don't know if you guys remember the sock shop yeah i used to love that shop very expensive well, I, don't remember I remember one time it, i spent 20 pounds on a pair of pop socks they were beautiful they were green they were red they were red gold and green <laughs> tinder's looking me up and down like what kind of foolishness you red know, gold you... and green to with listen no, I didn't wear the them uniform to is black and white <laughs> School. I didn't went to school, but I did have the black and white ones though. So I just yes. You didn't have your dreadlocks at that time. Did no, you? I didn't have my dreadlocks. I had afro, and I used to wear my hair. I wanted the little hair what I had so bad from like school. I went, yeah, I I so had like a had Rastafarian phase. Yeah. So like when I was about fifteen. Yeah. And like even some Gosh, kids in she my still class. Has it now. She still... <laughs> you want to see when Capleton comes? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The kids in my so a few of the girls in my class were either they I guess they had family with Rastas and stuff yeah. like that. So that was the the trend for me at the time and I was like, Yeah, I wish I could lock my hair but obviously I wasn't allowed to and um I used to just listen to Bob Marley and <laughs> try and live and the rock. life. <laughs> but yeah. Oh Eat idle food. That's not a bad thing. That's definitely not a bad thing. But no, I had um just Afro hair and because my mum had locks, I didn't really grow up doing hair and combing hair. My mum used to comb up my hair on the weekend, traditionally on the Sunday, get kunk up on my head, plait my hair. But then one after a while, my mum's not really a hair type of person. So when my she hair got too... To you. Yeah, when my hair got too much, my mum left, she said, you best just learn. At 14, I had to quick learn fast, and it was a bit of a struggle. So I used to put it... I learned to cane roll, so I used to cane roll up the front and then put it back in a bun. Or did I learn? Yeah, I learned that at school, but I didn't couldn't do all of it at school. And then I used My, to do the two plaits down the side and make them kink up like that. And then yes, one, I know the two plaits at yeah, the side. And the side. you know what's funny? You know what's funny? well disclaimer my hair was whack in school. <laughs> I had some weird hairs. Like even when I look back at my um. I we used to have like autograph books when yeah, you leave yeah, school, yeah, yeah. and I've l- recently, like a couple of months ago, I was looking through and reading what people said, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, Grace, I'll miss you, and I'll miss you and your weird hairstyles." Because I, I don't know what it was. Like I went through a phase of straightening my hair. You guys say cream. You say cream. Jamaican say cream. Cream the hair. Over here. Um, what did I say? Just perm, perm, perm. Yeah. Perm, yeah so perm. yeah, I straightened my hair, and um, and then it it broke. And then I went through all of that. But at the time, I remember it used to be the two plaits on the side, or we used to have like um, the edges. Yeah, edges Edges are back. Imagine edges are back. Now I just look at these young girls. I see my daughter about my mom. My edges slaying. I'm like, yeah, mine used to slay too. (laughs) Yeah, all the you know and the the Janet Jackson look so with the the big chunky braids yeah, yeah, and then the, so they're back the that's they're, they're back. everything just everything just is a circle round. just goes round you know even some of the the earrings so the chunky yeah, braids the, chunky the, braids, the, the, big, hoop the big earrings yeah the square yeah, gold the earrings type, yeah, yeah. The big all of that spacking I'm just like reliving my yeah everything's my just back but no for hair to be fair that hair's always been a bother for me it's like okay 
It used to take me ages to do it, and then if it rained, obviously we know that um, black girl problems. Your hair's just shriveling up, and then you just Have like, you, you did know, you ever use a, a wet hot comb on it? Home. I wasn't allowed to do all that stuff. My dad was oh yeah, so I couldn't I remember do you hot said. comb. We couldn't really have braids. Couldn't permit, so I just have to look after. I just had to look after it the best that I could. To be fair, I didn't have braids till I was like. I didn't have braids until I was a lot older too. I wanted to, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't allowed, I allowed to. to. That was a big issue. And. I remember begging, so after primary school, begging my mom to get my hair straightened. Mm. And I remember going, how did it go? I remember we used to buy, like, it's so bad, the TCP. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> used it, but I used to see it in everybody's bathroom. <laughs> TCP. And then you, you just do your little, do it. I, I think we, we ended up going to a hairdresser, yeah. and then I got that done. And, yeah, it's just the re- feeling of... It? No girl, that was a trend. I was like, yes, yeah, straight hair, <laughs> nice and slick yes. down, and I can gel it on the sides and everything. And then obviously it broke. So I had a time when I was na- I was natural. Mm-hmm. I think this was like in year nine, form three around there. And then I straight I got it straightened again. So in fifth form, I had like kind of straightish hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because you think that you look fly but obviously when you look back you're like you look fly no. at the time <laughs> actually no and fringes were a big thing as well I don't know if they were a big thing um, yeah there were a few fringes going on there were a few fringes but I think a lot of at my school you had the odd person that used to perm their hair but it was normally people with a lot of thick thick hair so yes. I used to hear them talk about oh it's a hot to it's manage hot, or whatever yeah. I was just trying to just get make it through mm. <laughs> I didn't really know about my mum stopped looking after my hair she was like you want it straightened you straighten it okay Do yeah on your yeah. own now so that's why my hair was, was looking you know <laughs> kind of cray <laughs> cray it was looking cray until maybe I don't know when I actually caught myself I think when after uni like my last year in uni I cut my hair um, I, I cut it quite short, and from that point onwards, I've been natural. Except apart from a year or two when I decided I wanted a change and I went for a straighter look, but I've been natural since then. But I have done like the hot comb. I think and that all of if that you have drama, it, if you, I just, yeah. I think that again, coming back to kind of school. Here we go with hair again. Jeez. <laughs> coming back to coming back to kind of school, I think that at that time it is important to you how you look. Mm-hmm. But then now thinking about it, you're supposed to be there to get your education. Mm-hmm. So you just need basic. And basic, you get what yeah. I'm trying to say. But, to I look think, a comb, comb. Yeah, to, you know, to a comb go. or two plaits or whatever. But, you know, no, we don't want to go to school like that. When your mum's telling you, oh, don't worry about it, just put it back in one bubble or get yeah. it plaited. Go, go your aunt. You're more concerned it, but about how. We're more concerned about how we look. And that comes down to, again, I guess, your self-image and your self-worth and how you feel that you look to, and I think sometimes at that point in your life it can be sometimes too much for other people rather than yourself like let's just get our books let's 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 get edu- mm. education as I edumication. like to say as I like to say so for, yeah for that was secondary school I had quite a few fights I felt like I re- I do think that at secondary school you kind of have to earn your stripes because otherwise people are going to continue tech step tech step tech step with you so I think I had quite a few fights and they were all on boys and then once people seen I could hold my own the problems just stopped and went away. Mm, okay. I didn't have any fights or anything. I think I was just one of those kids that just was in the, the masses. You know, like, you know, there's some kids that stand out for good reasons and for bad <clears> reasons. 
and then you just have the middle kid. I was I was a middle kid. Mm. Like I just got by, did what I needed to do. Had a, had some good friends. Like I remember forming some really good friend, having some good friendships and things. And I didn't really. I wasn't really. I don't think I was a naughty kid, but I could get caught up in stuff that was going on, like was jumping over the fence. Oops! Oh, did dear. that come out? <laughs> I'm gonna tell. <laughs> um, no, I remember having. I remember having quite a few not arguments but I remember one time there was we had this um, deputy head named Mr Hartwell and he didn't know personal space there's a big old crusty white man that don't know personal space oh and at school I used to think what the man used to come up to you and literally if you got any close that it's like you've been merging like, like just, and one time he came up to me and I literally put my hand Did down like spit this get on your face uh, I just used to move and he bounced off my hand and because I got used to, he used to come up that, and he went like that. So that means you was gonna come closer than that. You know, you have yeah, your personal bubble. Yes. So at one point, and even if you're a student, your students yeah, need their own space. I as said well. to him at one point, and he goes, "Oh, am I getting in your personal space, Jay?" And I said, "Yes, Mr. Hartwell, you are." And I think he was very surprised at the fact that I kind of said yes, and like kind of, and then from that day, he never did it again. But okay. I don't think anyone had ever said to him that he's going to. You're too close. Some, some people don't necessarily. Why are you trying to match up eyelashes? Though we don't need to. I don't need to look into your soul. It was too much. Some people don't have that awareness mm. of. Um, of space i don't know what it is but like you know some people just some come people. all up in your face and you're just like people, can, you, but I'm not gonna can you back away no so um, i think i was quite outspoken and i would say once i kind of found my feet i would say um what i had to say and it wouldn't to be fair at some point it didn't matter who it was you could have mm-hmm. been a pupil you could have been a teacher you could have been the cleaner you could have been the caretaker if you're going to converse with me it took me a while, as you probably know, <laughs> didn't I? It took me a while to learn tact and when to say, when mm-hmm, not to say. Mm-hmm. At home, we were always very... Um, we could vocal. articulate ourselves and be vocal and we're all quite loud. So I didn't see the reason why I couldn't say what was on my mind. Or if you're going to say something to me and something I think it's important to teach children yeah. to but be I, vocal, but obviously to know to how time to vocalise You have to learn time and yeah. place. So I struggled with that a little bit. And I think maybe, on reflection, maybe that is why some people didn't like me because I would say what I had to say. But then at the point of like first year to going through this the kind of bullying happened from first year all the way through till about year nine and i did feel ost- when I, as i've got older i realized it was ostrac- ostracization mm-hmm. where I'd, I'd get left by myself people wouldn't talk to me but then i really think that a lot of people were just sheep some people didn't know why they weren't talking to me some people mm-hmm. didn't even they know just me. Follow the they trend. just followed the trend and i just thought to myself after a while i just thought to myself let me just do what i'm doing so i started to go to the computer room and i got That's... very good at certain things like I, I teach computers today like that love affair with me and technology you've been going on for a very long time and that was kind of my outlet so now haha it's worked out for me (laughs) but yeah so I I think that that was kind of secondary school for me but um, I did enjoy it I liked learning but I do feel like I had to find my feet and I do feel like I had to definitely fight for my respect and um, get my stripes type Mm. of thing definitely I, I was a drama kid like I joined the drama club from early and anybody who knows me from school days they'll probably associate me with with that like being in the drama club and that those were some of the fun memories that i have of school mm. putting on plays entering the drama festival and stuff like that yeah it's really what i really enjoyed about school is that the the, the kind of holistic opportunities that it provided mm. and it still continues to provide for its students today because it's i, I taught there Ooh. as an adult as well um and yeah, I I remember things like um, you we used to have like nine 
it was called Nine Lessons and Carols at the time. Now What's I think that? it's called the Wonder of Christmas. So every Christmas, oh, okay. we go we go to the uh, Methodist church and we'd have like a um, a service there and mm-hmm. we'd sing carols. You know, people would perform. And then you, it's well, it's because it's an older come? school. People from the community okay. come. Um, parents come mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's open to the yeah. public and it's actually on the calendar as one of the the event, events the, the okay. christmas events see i don't and think that some of the schools now sorry to cut you but from my experience when my daughter went to school i didn't go there for nothing not one thing not a play not a recital not a, i didn't go for no seriously and i just feel like as apart from the little pictures what you pay how much money for every year I don't really. I don't have any memories to me, of those, doing anything. Those I, are the I, I don't. I resent the school for it now. Mm, and I think are... schools need to do more. Even at, at our school, we started to do that recently. But that mm. was one of the things I used to always say. Like, if we're not gonna get, and this is where earlier in the podcast we were talking about parents getting involved and engaged. You need to invite, schools need to be more inviting and mm-hmm. have things to showcase the children's mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. show what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Not just phone at the child, not just phone the parents or invite them in when the child stepped out of line or yeah. not followed your policies. Yeah. yeah, what I mean, get the parents involved from day one. We're doing this with year seven, they're doing a recital, they're doing a play, they're writing poetry, they're singing, whatever it is. Invite the parents. Why are you inviting the governors and the um, local politician? Mm. What's that got to do with it? Invite when the you, parents. When you think about school, those are the things that really warm the memories the things that's impactful that were put in place to develop you holistically yeah, as holistically. a person not just about getting the grades for the school and i find that a lot of schools tend to be going down that road let's get the grades let, let's look good on the league tables but has have the children there had a good experience have you developed have them you as developed responsible them as citizens of this country this is yeah. what i'm trying to say but that's that's one of the things i can yeah. say that i we, we had as so did you have prom by the way nope we, we had that. I'm hating. Oh, we had. I went uh, to my first prom, 2000, and when we went to our school. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first prom. I've never been to a prom before. We used to have. We had um, what's called. They call it a ball. So it's a graduation what did you ball. Wear? What did you wear? Oh gosh, long story. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I wanted to design my own dress. Oh, so I did, yeah. and then I. Um, we took it to a seamstress, but I kind of bought the wrong material. So I no, bought no, no. satin. The seamstress should have educated no, you. No, but but I I don't know did what I, I don't mean? know did what you I, you I, yeah I probably thought I knew. I was like yeah this is the look I want. So we went we bought the the material the cloth, took it to the seamstress, and then she kind of didn't do my design. Oh, it was good enough to to wear, to wear okay. but it wasn't what I had envisioned. Did she explain to you and consult you and say no. this? Is, I, I would have said. But you know, I, st- I think I still looked okay. I bet um, you did. But the thing is, the, the tradition was because it's all girls. Yeah. You you invite, you get a, a prom date Ooh. to to go with you. Who was your date? Who was your date? Oh, that's another long story. Okay. Next time. Probably next time. <laughs> Three episodes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Didn't I remember getting like, rejected. I want to say that I, I got rejected. I asked somebody to go with me because obviously you have to ask because you're that- you, yeah. I asked and he was like, no, no. Where is he? Let me know who he is. How dare he? Shame. Be shame until... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, um, yeah, I ended up going with a friend and that turned Did out you have to a be nice a bit of a though? disaster. Oh, gosh. I left him and went. <laughs> <laughs> you stood up the boy. <coughs> so 
Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Long story. I, okay, well, no, we didn't have any. Prom. But yeah, proms, proms all. We didn't have. Legs, I just remember the last day of exams. I think I remember taking. I bought myself um, a Kodak camera, guys. <laughs> a Kodak camera. Back then, there was no smartphone, so I bought myself a Kodak camera, and I remember taking lots of pictures throughout the week, and just just imagine GDPR. I won't be able to take no pictures now. I know. <laughs> but I took lots of pictures. I've still. They, they didn't come out that good, but they were good enough for me to recognize people and stuff. So I still. Do you still have them? Yeah, I still yeah, have I've them. Yeah, I've got. I've got them. a few. Um, because I brought my dad's camera on the last day. I brought my. Yeah. dad's camera and we took pictures yeah so that was kind of what we now. did in them days they didn't really have proms and things like that but I think I do think that's a good way I do think that's a good thing to have because I think it's about celebrating your time at school again what I would but going back to mm. my previous point of making those memories making yeah. school an experience because it's not just about obviously you are there for your education but it's it's you know it's time of your life you're not going to get it back you should, the children should be able to look back and be like oh, wow this is what happens at school yeah. you get what I mean I have one of my my closest friends that I'm still friends with now and she was the oh, person actually that's a good thing that I was, uh, was going to ask you next mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we have time to discuss it though but yeah time's ticking the, the idea of um you, you, your friends like how well did you maintain the friendship over the years so obviously now we're 39, 40 within that region so it's how many years there's since? only one person that I would say I've maintained we have maintained the friendship and mm. it's gone both ways we were pregnant together um, obviously we had our first children together both of our firstborns are now um, 16 we kind of we've gone through a lot together I've known her I've known her we've been friends since we was 11 but the reasons why we are friends the reason why we're friends is because when everyone else was not talking to me this particular young girl we'll call her Miss Miss M <laughs> this particular young lady I was going to the bus stop and I was by myself and they was all in a group and she just looked at me and she said bye Jay and I said bye then everyone was like, bye, Jay, bye, Jay. But I, the reason why I took... The Kids reason so why it's coming like sheep, in it. So I just thought, I'm not going to say nothing to them if nobody's saying anything to me. But she took the time out to be like, you know what? And I, I asked her later on, why did she do that? And she just said, do you know what? I didn't really... I didn't know you that well. And I never took the time to get to know you. But she said, she didn't know why she wasn't talking to me. So she just decided, cha, let me just say bye. Mm. And you get what I mean? And from that day, we've always been friends. But as we've got closer over the years, I realised her home life not that much different from mine she mm. had her mum and her dad mm. she grew up with brothers and sisters at home I've only got one brother but she had that family setting yeah. her parents are, were both very supportive um, Jamaican heritage so we yeah. had a lot of, it's like we gravitated to each other but didn't really know why and obviously we've unpicked that over the years but um, yeah I've okay. seen her recently we're still very very close We can when she's gone through issues if she wants to phone me 2 o'clock 3 o'clock in the morning I might be tired like what you I will always answer even when sometimes you know when you get them some of them phones have the SOS message yeah sometimes I get that randomly and she doesn't mean to send it but I will always phone to be like is everything okay yeah. I get the location I get a picture I go, oh, I'm like what's going on girl <laughs> and she'll be like oh no something's happened but I will still phone to make sure she's okay we are very very close We're that's close. good I don't really um, t- let me not say that sorry to my friends out there <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have don't any have friends <laughs> then my, my whatsapp family blowing up after that but um yeah i have a few friends that we you know we've maintained friendship i wouldn't say that we we are as close partly because i've moved um over have migrated but um i do have one of my one of my best friends is somebody that i've had since 11 years old and she's she lives in london okay. so we we've we've been able to maintain that way, friendship yeah. um and yeah she's 
we went to the same school as well. She wasn't in my year, but okay. we've maintained that over the years. So and we've been in each thing. other's lives and stuff like that, and we'll continue to be that way. Yeah. So, cool. okay, last cool, point. Cool, cool. I'm thinking. Right, so as we're both teachers, as we mentioned last episode, how would you think or how would you describe the impact that your personal education and the teachers that you kind of remember that have impacted you negatively or positively now affects how you kind of deal with teaching mm-hmm. and peoples and the whole education I think I would say the, the passion that some of my teachers had, I saw the way that it was able to have an impact on um, us as, as students. So... And now as a teacher, I try as much as possible to relay that passion. I must admit, it's probably not coming across now because (laughs) I'm tired and I've been doing this for a while. But I do try as much as possible to kind of relay that passion because Mm. to me, and you were saying this earlier, like those are the subjects that you gravitated Mm -hmm. most towards because you could see that the teachers loved what they were doing Mm -hmm. and they took their time to impart that onto the the students. So that's something that I have um, taken on board. I'd also say um, in terms of giving students maybe more of a voice or an opportunity to to share their their feelings and their thoughts because very often I find that as adults and and coming again from like I guess you could say a conservative background where things are mainly based on tradition the the idea is that you're a child shut your mouth Mm -hmm. be quiet you know have nothing to say like exactly um but I I've seen the negative consequences of that where a lot of us our children don't grow up being able to vocalize how they feel well enough or articulate Mm. it you ask them their opinion and they don't really have much to say Mm -hmm. kind of thing and i think it's important to boost that so Mm -hmm. i try as much as possible to give them avenues or give them a voice obviously where appropriate and within the yeah of course (laughs) of course yeah i'm not saying that um yeah so that's that's one of the approaches that i take and Going back to the, um, you were talking about dyslexia earlier mm-hmm. and how that affected you as a child, I think. And now I think as a teacher, I'm very sensitive to the needs of the kids in my class. Mm-hmm. So looking at what their backgrounds are, looking at um, what their learning difficulties are and then trying to deal with them as best as I can mm-hmm. and it's not, not always easy though and not um, taking things for granted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that's kind of been my approach really and trying to have fun in the classroom okay and for myself just touching back on the dyslexia point I used to get kicked out of English a lot as much as I liked it I didn't like it when it came to reading out loud oh and so to, you refused yeah, to, to read this day no one never sat down and says Jay why did you why do you always get kicked out of English so that's out. what I would do with my students now. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd say, you know, why, why don't you want to what's, read? what's wrong? Yeah. Whereas, I suppose the way we came up, it was just like you gotta do it. You, you gotta, gotta do read. it. That's there's it. There's no reason why you can't yes. read, and, and it, that's it. And read. you just get keep Very getting in trouble. Yeah. So I got into a lot of trouble for not reading or refusing to read, and you know the whole thing where the teacher would say, "Oh, if you don't want to read, you need to leave the class." Okay, bye. That for me was mm-hmm. just an invitation to leave the classroom. I wouldn't say, "Oh no, let me stay." Why? So I yeah. can stand up and embarrass you, she myself. She gave you the option. So. While I'm struggling to read, 
I'm looking at the page, the words are jumping around. I can't pronounce a lot of the words. I can do the basics, but then everyone's watching me and it's just building up the anxiety of having to read out loud. So for me, going on that as a personal experience, I would definitely agree 100% of what you said, Tinda, is that for me as a teacher now, like I've had that, I've asked children to read and I can just tell by the way they look back mm-hmm. at me, they don't it. want to do it. So I'll just say, oh, do you not feel like reading or do you not want to read? And I don't make a scene about it. It's like, okay, I'll come back to you later. And then after that, sometimes if I haven't had the chance, now we are supposed to do it as teachers, I'm not going to lie, sometimes you don't get a chance to read everybody's profile. But if somebody highlights to me, I will go back and say, let me see. So this particularly, it happened in my classroom recently. And when I looked back, there were anxiety issues there like and, and background issues that I weren't aware of. So mm-hmm. I didn't force this child to read. Yeah. I said, okay. And I went round to them and I just checked if they understood what they were doing. And the work was immaculate. They just didn't want to get up and stand out and read. Now, yeah. just because they don't want to get on stand up and read, it's not a rudeness. It's not being defined like, no, I don't want to read. They're just, they're just the look mm-hmm. on their face. And that's what I we actually have to be had an experience of that. Uh recently we have to be receptive of what mm-hmm. they're giving off we've got long non-verbal communication yeah. so if a child's looking at you looking like they're going to well up with tears are you going to force them to read in front of the whole class That's just because that, you just want because to, you force, wanted an to force them to yeah. read so i just kind of said okay and i moved around to somebody else i think i always try to give everybody a voice as well so often i will look on my seating plan or literally go down the register and give everyone an opportunity to speak some children will be like no you know miss um or i'm not sure about this answer I try to give children time to think as well. So if I ask them a question and they're not sure, I let them know in my classroom, it's okay to say, I'm not sure, miss, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or even say, miss, can I have two minutes to think about it and I can come back to them. It's not in the classroom, remember, we're there to learn. It's not supposed to be a pressurised environment. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to prepare for your exams and that's going to be pressure. But while we're learning, I don't think children should feel pressured. I sometimes felt pressured. What else could I say? I just tried to have fun with it. I actually... in. Should I say this? In primary school in Saint Vincent, they used to do um there was cor- corporal punishment. It's mm-hmm. corporal punishment. It was in England yeah. as well. And um, uh, that's something I com- t- completely disagree, disagree with, um, because it's not. How can you <laughs> choose as a teacher as a edu- that that should be up to the parent like mm, to make um, that decision to on how to discipline yeah. and also people used to get we used to say you get licks mm. so the the strap she used to come around with a strap and you okay. used to have to hold out your hand and it's little things like if you get an answer wrong really? you get a little strap yes so the I don't know if it still happens I don't it's yeah, it, I yeah, but learning, it doesn't happen learning anymore. Learning is then associated with fear rather than the love of learning. Exactly. Do you know? I don't think that's cool. Yeah. No. So even though I used to, my mom never hit me to read and write. She was just tough with me, so she mm-hmm. just used to in- insist yes. that I did it, and I just used to cry because I found it so mm-hmm. hard. It wasn't a matter of getting beaten because I found something difficult. She just used to insist that I did it. But then it was, um, I could see that it was that she just wanted me to learn it. But mm-hmm. in school. I don't know. Can you imagine? I just can't imagine come, now. I would be the top of to come back to back, you know. That couldn't work. No, no, you're not beating me. Man used to have to hold out hand. You hold out your hand and she ching on the on no, your hand. No, that's or not he, good. That's he or not she. good. That's not good. Um, so I think we're, we're definitely against the hitting. But I think that as an 80s child... In school. In school. <laughs> in school. In school. Um, yeah, I remember. In fact, my good friend just reminded me. We had a... Um, Teacher, and I'm gonna call his name Mr. Sergeant, one giant man. Whoa, I'm gonna call I had a Mr. Sergeant. No, he was the maths teacher, and um, my girlfriend just reminded me the other day he used to punch the boys in their chest and throw the um, what do you call it now? 
the ball. You know the back. I don't know. It's not like you know how we had them soft board rubbers. You remember back in yes. the day, the wooden ones. With the yeah, board. the wooden ones. Did you have chalk pinnacle. as well? We used to have chalk okay, boards. Yeah, we, we had chalk boards. Age, girl, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had chalk boards. We had chalk boards. With the, we had the green ones, and they used to write with yellow chalk. Green. Or we oh, had the I black don't know ones the with white chalk. Black and yeah, the yeah, black, black and white. Doesn't and all the chalk, the chalk dust, and all of that. But yeah, so yeah, and I remember he used to um hit the boys, and I just I actually I think that I blocked out that memory because I only remembered. When, when she friends, re- reminded, reminded you. you. And it's my mum was listening to the conversation. She's like, why didn't you guys say anything to anyone? But he used to actually, I'm not even going to lie, he never hit me. He didn't, never hit any of the girls, but he used to do it to the boys. And I remember he used to lock us in the classroom. <laughs> when I what? think about this teacher was No, dread. listen, some people used to get abused. away with things, you They used you to know. abuse their power. And, you get some um, and that, even today, it still happens. But yeah not the way that it used to back yeah. in back in the which day which goes back to what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast if you're a parent an auntie an uncle even grandparent ask your child what's going on in school don't assume everything's okay mm-hmm. ask them what did they do today how's this teacher going and parents evenings go to the parents evening look the teacher in their eye level with them let them know that you're there for your child and you want to support your child 100 percent I'm going to say this as well, and some people might not like it, but I don't really care. Don't go to the school to argue with the teacher in front of your child. Yeah. That's not what you do. Mm-hmm. You listen to both sides. And if you train your child to come home and tell you, mommy, daddy, this is what happened at school, da 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 When you go to the school, you can be preempted because you, your child's told you what's happening. But you don't have a communication with your child and you go to the school, especially sometimes some of us black folk, we don't like to be embarrassed. Ask your child what's going on. Don't turn up. Oh, wow, go on with me for my picnic. That's not good because <laughs> you just look... You you just look rude and unkept that teachers aren't and especially if they're a european teacher you're not you're just frightening them they're just going to get their back up but what, and then, no i do you think that's that's another conversation to be had but i don't think that if if you're saying the way that a, a parent comes across might scare some another person I think some teachers. Some why teachers should are they be scared? Some teachers. Okay, are I understand if you're confrontational, but if you're just expressing your no, emotion I mean, and using maybe your patois, your dialect, or yeah, whatever they, it is. Yeah, but if they don't understand, they could take. You know, everything's aggressive with them. Exactly, oh, but uh, it shouldn't be that way. It though. shouldn't be, but if you don't know no better, like you get some some people now of different cultures that have come to a level of understanding to some, yes. some of our cultures. Yeah, but if you've never seen it before, and someone's talking loud, someone's swinging up their head and pointing their finger <laughs> and saying colloquialisms that you never heard, that can be intimidated. I'm not I saying that they so. should be intimidated. This, okay, let's put it like this. If a German man comes up to me and I'm teaching his <laughs> child and he sits there and starts and in his language and I can hear that he's being loud and he's swinging in, I might be, I'm not going to be scared because I'm not that type of person but I'm going to be looking like, okay, what's he saying? What's, what's going, going on? on here? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So I what my that. point is, just engage with the school, engage with your, your, your child's teachers, give them your phone number, give them your email so they can say, this is what's happening. Be on board because you don't want it to be too late. They're leaving school at year 11 and you want to turn up to the last parents' Evening. that don't make no, it I'm doesn't. so sorry it doesn't and as teachers we're looking at you like mm, where was you in where year 7 you? where was you in year 8, 9 and 10 mm-hmm. yeah you can't come and complain at the last minute interesting I think, I think I've said <laughs> <laughs> got some things off my chest there you got it off your chest Um, just to we're gonna tie up now loose ends and we just wanna go on to our lit corner lit corner <laughs> the time <laughs> this is a time where we kind of just promote books that we're reading because obviously we want to just recommend book 
um, good books. Good Lord, jeez, can't talk anymore, <laughs> lad. Um, some good books and just, you know, recommend things that we've been reading for mm-hmm. ourselves. And remember, so. guys, it's all about educating yourself. Reading and writing is key. So you with Lit Corner, I have two things that I'm reading now. I take a very long time to read things. So um, this one's quite a small little read. It's just a little A5 book. And it's called The Power of Hope, Overcoming Depression, Anxiety, Guilt and Stress. And I'm actually reading it with my mum. We read it um, once a week and we just read, um, what's the word, in each other's hearing. So um, paragraphs each by Julian Mengolsa and Michaelson Borgs. Okay, so it's all about overcoming depression anxiety guilt now i know that anxiety is one of the buzzwords at the moment mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i recently learned what anxiety was and how it affects people and mm-hmm. trying to assess myself if i've ever suffered with it or not but okay. i have some close family members that do suffer with it so i'm trying to understand it so there's a book go through like what the anxiety book goes is and what anxiety does it have like a checklist what stress of... is it gives you different um tips for dealing with it and the the tips go from practical tips seeing um expensive tips such as maybe tips such as maybe visiting a psychiatrist how of how you can support someone and how someone can support you and also um spiritual grounding as well so prayer meditation mm-hmm. bible scriptures and things like that so i'm actually finding it really good um and I, i'm enjoying reading it with my um mom okay so that's that one and um one that i am going to recommend is one of the books that i read in the summer and it's called girl woman other it's by bernadine everisto and she actually the the book the novel won the prize the man booker prize 2019 that's um it's a well it's a renowned um literary award and she's sharing it with uh, margaret atwood shade Hella shade. I mean, I, I said that with deep. She's sharing it. <laughs> sharing it. Well, I, I mean, I. Okay, it's a long story. I'm not gonna go into Margaret Atwood, um, because I don't want all the Atwood fans to come and come and um come at me. But anyway, go woman on, other. Can subscribe to. <laughs> go woman other. It follows the lives of twelve very different British women. So if you've lived in British um, society, you're f- familiar with it. You will be able to relate in one way or the other to some of the characters in there. And they're all black women. Well, one one of the women doesn't actually know that she's black, which kind of just raises the whole idea of, you know. In, interconnectivity so we are, we're all related in, in different ways and we don't necessarily know it um so they are they do kind of have different connections but they don't they're not necessarily always that. aware okay. of those connections and um if you're just in for a good read i found it really entertaining just the way that the prose flows um the way that she's written it is is kind of in, in a very unique way very conversational and even though it's quite a long book, I guess is it long? In the grand scheme of things, um, it's you will get through it rather quickly because it's very entertaining. Um, so yeah, go and check it out. Give uh, Bernadine Everest some love, and get the book. And we yeah. can have maybe a discussion if you've read it. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Both what the your books are on are. our Instagram, which is 
Exanil's podcast. <laughs> I always leave Tinder to say that I know, part. I'm just like, I, I can't. Yeah, so you can like, subscribe, follow. Um, we are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. That's really good. We're on yeah. iTunes now. We recently got um, approved, guys. Got that step up iTunes with guests. Yeah, so um, iTunes, um, Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tune in. There's a few others, but I think they're the most Buzzsprout. popular. Um, and Buzzsprout, yeah, they're the most popular ones. So we want to thank everybody that listened to the first one. Stay with us, guys. Keep coming. Good evening. Good yes. afternoon. Good evening. Good, Good afternoon. Good night. Peace out. Yeah. Bye. Bye.